In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Now, uh, Ella, you could probably turn me down just a little bit. I feel like I'm booming out at you. All right. And I know how to raise my voice. Um, friends, today uh, we install our first vestry. And it's a very lovely, wonderful, festive occasion. A vestry is essentially a leadership council. Uh, six people uh, from among our congregation who are going to be entrusted today with authority uh, and with responsibility to steward the vision of this place and the resources of this place, um, along with Matt and I and the others who kind of work on our staff. Um, at the table, uh, we're doing this because we want to empower our philosophy of leadership is that we want to empower as many people as possible to share in the authority of Christ, that, that Christ has given his church, because this is what God seeks to do. We're trying to imitate what God has done in Christ, is, is pouring out his power and his authority, sharing it with his people, and how he's created his church to operate. God does not consolidate or hoard his power. He shares it. That's what he does. We want to seek to, to do that together uh, as a church. He empties himself. He pours himself out. And he shares as much power and authority as he possibly can with us so that we can share in his vitality and life. He gives us as much as we can handle at any given moment. You ever thought about God that way? He wants to give you as much power and authority as you can handle. He does. He wants to share it with you. And this is how his spirit operates in the midst of his church. He's given each person gifts, as we read in the New Testament reading, to share according to the grace given to each of us. Then we also use those gifts. Uh, to bless and serve one another in love. This is how God works among us. That's how God shares his power with us, is through the gifts that he gives to his Holy Spirit. As we share those gifts with one another, God's power works in our relationships. Amen? Amen. So friends, good news today is this. Brothers and sisters, as members of the body of Christ, we need not hide ourselves in shame, nor hold back our gifts in fear, worried about whether we'll have enough. As children of our Father in heaven, we belong to each other, and God's power works among us as we offer ourselves and our gifts to each other in love, trusting in God's abundance to meet every need in our midst, plus leftovers. There's always leftovers. There's always leftovers when we share in the abundance that God has given us. But this can be a risky thing, amen? It feels risky to offer yourself, to offer your gifts. Most of us struggle with fear. Am I going to have enough if I offer my time, my resources, my energy? Most of us struggle with shame. Are my gifts worth anything? Does anybody really want me here? Do I matter? Am I significant? Most of us struggle with these things when it comes to offering ourselves and our gifts to the community. So I've asked a few members of our incoming vestry to share. Um, as we've, we've been talking with them about uh, serving on the vestry, and I've asked them to share, what was it for you? What obstacle did you need to overcome? What fear or shame? What was it for you? What bad news were you believing in your life that you needed to hear some good news about in order to say yes to serving in this way? So, Nancy, do you want to come up? Uh, boo. Boo. Yeah, sorry. Nancy, Nancy's going to go first, and then uh, uh, Joel and Mallory and Sean are all going to share as well. So, please, share with us, Nancy. Thank you. Um, well, I don't consider myself a hoarder, uh, <laughs> but having lived overseas and traveling back and forth, I don't, I don't care about stuff. Hmm. But I realized um, as I looked at this invitation to be on the vestry 
that it was a call to give of time mm. and emotional and relational and mental energy and space. And the bad news that I was hearing in myself was this fear that I wasn't going to have enough. Mm. And um, that it wasn't going to be enough for myself as well as all the other people in my life that I had already committed to. And it was a call to, to serve an intentional, deeper love for the people of this church, and that takes time. Mm. That's not a hurried thing. And so as I sat in prayer trying to discern, was I supposed to say yes or was I supposed to say no? Um, because last year I had said yes to something here that I then had to say, sorry, I made a mistake, uh, and, um, and I had to step back from it. I didn't want to do that again. And so mm. there was that fear of being wrong. A lot of fear there, I see. <laughs> um, but I says, I sat with the Lord, I heard some good news. And the good news that I heard was, Nancy, offer yourself to me. Mm. And I will love the people through you. Mm. You have the time and the space for what I need you to do. Trust mm. me. Mm. So I sat with um, open hands. Instead of grasping my time and my energy and my space, um, and I opened my hands and I said, Lord, what, you, what do you want me to do? I will do what you want me to do. I offer my time and my energy to you. And he gave me this peace to be able to say yes to that good news. Amen. Thank you, Nancy. I don't know if we want to clap for that. I'm not sure if that's appropriate. I feel like there's some sort of appreciation. Yeah, the cell phone chime. Whoever's that was that just set that to go off. Just kidding. Joel, do you want to come up? Uh, I think it's appropriate. Clapping is basically a, a gesture of appreciation in our culture, right? So we appreciate uh, these people sharing. Joel, yeah. what's your story? Um, I'll, I'll be brief. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it's been a long journey uh, for my family finding this family here. And it's been a real joy to be a part of this family um, over the last couple of years. And I, ha I have a history in the church, um, being a part of leadership, being under leadership, that's complicated and that has left me with quite a few scars. And so having found this family and being invited into leadership roles, whether it be uh, leading worship, whether it be, um, I guess there's a sense of leadership in, in being up here and proclaiming good news among people, or now being asked to consider being a part of Vestry, um, I've, th there's been some hesitation and, and trepidation in, in entering into those roles um, because I've experienced hurt um, in taking on leadership roles in the church. And uh, I've experienced hurt from people um, that were over me um, in particular. And so um, the thing I think that I've, there's been fear and shame, I think, attached to my hesitation in entering into uh, this role here at the table um, that has to do with um, every time somebody asks me to be a part of something, first of all, I, I don't think I really have anything to offer, but I also can't say no to things. So it's <laughs> sort of like a double-edged sword of like, <laughs> I have nothing to bring to this, but you asked me, so I'll do it. Um, so, I, so I'm questioning myself and saying yes to being a part of this. And, and also, I'm fearing, like, at any moment, I'm going to be found out, and they're going to, people are going to realize, oh, we've asked this bozo to be a part of something that he has no business being a part of. 
that's the constant uh, fear I live with, yeah. Um, yeah. and the constant bad news that I'm, you know, uh, fighting against. And so, I spent some time. I've spent some time sitting with Matt and with with Ben, um, just sharing my own fears and my own hesitations. And the the thing that's been so different for me, and that that God has God has helped me to trust people, um, particularly um, other leaders at, here at the table, to really trust um, that God has my best uh, in mind. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to sit and express myself, my own fears and concerns with people like Ben and Matt and, and with others, and, and to trust that, um, that they have my best um, in mind as well. And so I'm entering into this um, believing in that good news that I'm a part of um, not, not some leadership's like expectations for how I'm going to perform, but like I'm being invited into um, uh, being a part of something where, we're all, where, where God is sharing God's mm. power with, with all of us. And I'm invited to be a part of that and imagine how, what that role might look like for me. So, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. Sean? Sean Tianhara is also going to be a member. We'll, we'll introduce everybody properly here uh, at the end. And one, one of our vestry members is not uh, present. Uh, so go ahead, Sean. Um, I, when I was asked to be a part of this, um, I think like Joel, I had a um, fear, instant fear come, came up, um, which is not, to be honest with you, not abnormal. I kind of look <laughs> at that. Yeah. So I realized at that moment um, that it was a kairos. I realized um, you're at this, God. There's something you're getting at. And I was, I was in ministry for almost 20 years, my wife and I. Um, and I pastored. I was a senior pastor for a number of years. And so um, I don't have anyone to blame but myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I entered into it, I realized... Um, Coming into it, um, there was a promise, you know, that um, God would um, be with me as I went into that ministry, and it was. It was beautiful. Mm. I served with incredibly beautiful people um, and who were very loving, and yet um, I got the full ministry deal that Jesus got, the things he promised you get, Mm. like betrayal, <laughs> love, everything he says. Yeah, and then yeah. you're surprised when it comes. It's like, wow, um, betrayal or a difficulty in the church. And, and when I, I had stepped down from the church, I needed, I needed time. I just was, and, and really it was my own, a lot of it had to do with my own stuff. Um, and I was thinking in the uh, book of um, Mark um, today, um, it says that, um, that the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. It's a really interesting interpretation. It, it drove him into the wilderness, and there he confronted the wild beasts. And um, part of the season um, that you guys have invited me to be a part of the vestry, um, it, it, it's that calling, come out of the wilderness. Hmm. And um, come out of that. And it was frightening because it was uh, some solitude in that. And, um, and it doesn't end there. It says that Jesus confronted the wild beast. I personally believe those were his own things, ego issues. Um, 
And then it says, then he was ministered to by the angels. The angels came and ministered to him. Why I want to be part of the vestry and the good news that's been rising up in my heart is um, you are um, those angels. Um, when I see, I see people risk their hearts, because I've sat there and watched you two do your thing, and I'm like, do they know that they're getting themselves into <laughs> sharing authority or um, people risking their hearts in worship and in going into ministry, and I see this faith in you, mm-hmm. and it has called me back home. Um, and in this, I um, quickly, um, that last verse that I read, that they will share the burden of the people with you, that you um, will not have to carry it alone. And I just want to help share the burden. Amen. Bless Thanks, Sean. <laughs> One more story. This is Mallory Ruark. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> It took me a while to serve at the table. Uh, I was a part of a church plant um, previously before I was here, and for lack of better words, it did me dirty. (laughs) 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 Um, I felt a call to ministry very early in life, and so being asked to be a part of a ministry, like that was it, that was that was the goal. I was all in. I said a lot of yeses, way too many yeses. Mm. Um, I had believed the lie, the bad news, that to be a good Christian, to be a good pastor, that you poured yourself out like a living sacrifice, and that meant no boundaries and no limitations. You can see where this is going. (laughs) Um, The ministry that I was a part of didn't help me to undo that bad news um, because they believed the same lie. Um, anytime I felt the need to take a step back or to set a boundary, uh, I was met with a lie that, or the shame spiral, that to be a good leader, like you empty yourself. You're empty at all times. Hmm. Um, and that experience almost broke me. It wrecked my identity. confirmed all of my insecurity and it dismantled what I thought it meant to be a Christ follower Um, self-preservation was the only thing that I knew uh, to do hide yourself hide your resources because I can't afford to be taken advantage of again I've learned unlearned so many things here. Um, I've learned that um, yeses to God aren't yeses to destitution. Hmm. Um, that yeses to participating in leading DNA groups is an hours that I can't get back, that I have to make up for. It's hours of joy and life restoration my time and my resources aren't manipulated 
they are an invitation to participate in the mission and calling of God on my life and community and with the God who loves me. Mm. And I, I really do feel that God has redeemed my yes. Mm. Um, he has met my yes with the good news that there's more than enough. Mm. There's more than enough in the kingdom of God. Mm. Amen. Thanks, Mel. It's okay. We don't apologize for crying in this church. Thank you. Thank you all um, for sharing that. Um, it's a holy moment. Friends, um, I imagine you resonate with these stories. Yes? This is what we all experience. I can imagine the disciples in our gospel reading resonating with the same thing. They confront fear and shame in the, in the gospel reading that we had. They're trying to be, you know, they're trying to get on a retreat with Jesus. They're trying to be prudent. They're trying to be pragmatic. They're like, Jesus, we've been trying to get on this retreat, and you keep, like, you know, ministering to people because he has compassion, right? There's like sheep without a shepherd. And so they're like, hey, it's getting late. We should probably send them away. Everybody's getting hungry. Just before this, it was the, so busy they couldn't even eat. So, like, they're getting hungry is a, a bit of a projection, right? We're really hungry, Jesus. <laughs> we want to get on this retreat. We want to have dinner, you know? And so they said, you know, this pragmatic solution. Why don't you send these people away so that we can get some dinner? And Jesus says, <laughs> so funny to me. You give them something to eat. You know, and the disciples, they do what we normally do. is like we, we check our resources, what do I have? Can I do that? Lord, that would take half a year's wages. I don't know if they had that much in the treasury, but probably not. Seems like a pretty tight operation, Jesus and his disciples. So, you know, they're, they're protesting. They're like, this, is, this doesn't make any sense. And Jesus says, well, how much food do you guys have? You guys brought some dinner? How much do you have? This is the first moment, I think, for the disciples. Can you imagine having five loaves and two fish? You got your little dinner you're going to have with Jesus later after the crowds are dismissed. Jesus just told you to give them something to eat, and then he's like, how much lunch do you have? How much dinner? What's in your bag? <laughs> right? That's the first moment, fear. If I give this to Jesus, what, do we, like, what is he going to do with it? Give it to 5,000 families here? This is ridiculous. What's going to happen to my little lunch? It's just a little bit of lunch that I have that I was looking forward to eating. What happens when I give it? So they're confronted with fear. But they offer it. They offer their lunch. We got five loaves and we got two fish. They brought the fish too. And of course, Jesus receives this offering and he looks up to heaven and he gives thanks and he breaks the loaves and he gives it to his disciples. And I think here's the second moment for the disciples. Just imagine the scene. It isn't like the bread started multiplying on the stage, you know, with, with the smoke machine and like loud music. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, wow, look at all that bread like popping up like popcorn up there. That's amazing. No, all that's happened is Jesus has received five loaves and two fish, and he's given thanks, and he's broken it, and then he just has distributed it now to 12 disciples. So you got five loaves and two fish divided by 12. That's like this much food. It's in your hands. And then, you know, you got the crowd. <laughs> you got the crowd out in front of you, and you look back to Jesus, and he kind of gives you a little nod like, you give them something to eat. I already told you what to do. I think there's a moment of shame here. I would be so embarrassed, wouldn't you? 
the need is so great. All I have is this little handful of food. What is it? I'm going to give it to one person, and then I'm going to be like, sorry, that's all I got. So that's the second moment. This, they're confronted with the shame of like, what, what if I try to do this and I run out and I look like an idiot? But of course, they, they go for it. I, I think these, this fear and this shame is what we experience. We just heard four stories of fear and shame. Asked to serve, asked to bring your little sack lunch and offer it. You're like, it's not enough, I don't think. It's just five loaves, it's just a couple fish. It's all I have to eat. How much of a dent can it really make? I'm just a stay-at-home parent. You know, I don't really have that much to offer. I'm not as gifted as your Debs and your Mallories and your Matts, right? Like, I can't, I can't do what they do. I'm too broken to serve here. They wouldn't really want me if they knew me. I'm so busy already. I'm afraid I'm going to just be permanently exhausted if I give myself over to having people in my home once a week. I'm with my kids all week. <laughs> if I offer my presence to kids here at the table, I f- I'm just going to go insane. I can't do it. So we hold our little sack lunches, right? We hold them back from Jesus because we fear we won't have enough to kind of do what it takes. We hide ourselves from Jesus and from each other because our shame tells us we're not going to be accepted and loved when we don't measure up. So we hold back, and it's really normal, guys. I, like, I don't know what you guys thought this vestry was. Like, these were guys were rock stars of the Christian leadership world, and they were like, serve on the vestry? I'll do that. But you guys hear the stories. No, none of them are like that. They're just like all of us. This is so normal, guys. It's so normal to experience fear, to experience shame, to experience this bad news that says, I don't really belong here. I don't really have much to offer. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be taken advantage of. It's all so normal. It's all so normal. And friends, though, we have good news for this bad news. As members of the body of Christ, we need not hide ourselves in shame or hold back our gifts in fear, worried about whether we'll have enough. As children of our Father in heaven, we belong to each other. We belong to each other. And God's power works among us as we offer ourselves and our gifts to each other in love, trusting God's abundance to meet every need in our midst, plus leftovers, plus leftovers. And of course, that's what happens. So as Jesus gives this little sack lunch to the disciples, they take the risk confronting their own shame and saying, all right, here's some bread for you, here's some fish for you. And as they engage in the activity, the bread multiplies. I, want, I love Mark's very understated prose. He just says, they all ate and were satisfied. That's all he says. And then this, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. They end up with 12 times as much food as they had at the beginning because they offer their gifts in love to Jesus and to his people and to his work and to his mission in the world. So friends, whatever you have to offer in our midst, this isn't just for the vestry, this is for all of us. Whatever you have to offer, whatever gift you have, no matter how small, it's always enough because in the hands of Jesus, Jesus receives it, he gives thanks for it, he breaks it, he hands it back to give to others. And as we do, he multiplies it to meet the need, however large. And then there's always leftovers. And then there's always leftovers. So where are you afraid to give of yourself? How do we respond to this? Respond there. How, how are you afraid? Where have you been holding back for fear that you won't have enough? Where have you been holding back yourself out of shame that you're, not, you're going to be rejected? You're not going to be seen as being here 
is, is, a, is a good thing. Where is that for you? I just want to invite you in silence as we respond here, just to name that before the Lord in quietness. Where have you been afraid? Where have you been ashamed? Friends, I just invite you to think about what it would look like for you to respond to that good news, that invitation of Jesus. There are legitimate reasons to say no to serving on the vestry. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's not like yes is the only faithful answer. But what is it for you? Where have you been afraid? Where have you been ashamed? Where can you offer your gifts? There's all kinds of practical ways to do this, serving with our kids, obviously, and some of those other elements, practical stuff in our service, but I also just want to encourage you to offer yourself in organic relational ways. God operates with his power in our church when we're with one another, when we can encourage one another. And so you're, you're more than a consumer here, just receiving some good information from a sermon or experiencing the liturgy and that kind of thing. We're here, we're here as a body. We offer our gifts to each other, and that could be a smile, that could be a word of encouragement, that could be a hug, it could just be a greeting. It matters. It all matters. That's how God works in our midst. The abundance of God's kingdom operates when we are this way with each other. Friends, as members of the body of Christ, we need not hide ourselves in shame or hold back our gifts in fear. As children of our Father in heaven, we belong to each other. God's power works among us as we offer ourselves to each other and, to, uh, and our gifts to each other in love, trusting God's abundance to meet every need, plus leftovers. Amen? Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.